0: Radio presents What the Fatah, with Tarek Fatah, on News Talk 1010. Good afternoon, folks. And a belated Merry Christmas. I hope you had fun, a joyous day, and uh, it's incredible how one particular day, if you are a child, can bring so much fun. I was uh, fortunate to be at a Christmas day in uh, North Carolina with my sister with a 25-foot-high Christmas tree, real one, with about five kids below the age of 10. And after many, many years, I experienced the whole... Uh, fun aspect and how children view a happy day and how much it means to them. And I thought how incredible it is that someone turned it around uh, into something that all uh, people around the world could celebrate and be part of. People, kids who don't even know what this is about or who Jesus was. I was was talking about uh, in a family where uh, in one place the mother, in the other place the father was Muslim, and uh, the mother and the other (laughs) parents were. uh, So it was a mixed uh, family of Americans and Pakistanis and the kids. And if this is the type of young folks that come out as Americans it was absolutely delicious, the sound, the sights of Christmas in, what was the city's name? Salem, North Carolina. Ah, the place that has Krispy Kreme. I did go out and have that as well. But before before I reached my destination, I had to spend 11 hours Christmas Eve at, oh, New Jersey's airport. My goodness, United Airlines. What sort of a armpit of a place that is knock uh, knock how do you pronounce N-E-W-A-R-K? New York okay okay that's I was stuck there and for was it I don't think it was 11 hours but uh, there was a good number of hours I had no access to moving in or out I just sat there and the reason I missed a connecting flight was because United did not have because of their layoffs, a driver that would take two senior citizens from Toronto to another terminal uh, in that electrical buggy that moves around. You always hear them silently moving in the airport. There was nobody to drive that. And so two, two passengers, there were, yeah, just me and a, and a woman in probably her 80s, wonderful, Had to sit there and we were told, oh, we can get you to where you have to go, you know, after Christmas. I'm not kidding you. So we were supposed to be there for 24 hours. Somehow we got late at midnight. But it gave me a chance to look at America in a very strange way. I think it's divided so seriously by race and class. And it shows. In Canada, in Toronto, we seem to, you know, have neighborhoods where, uh, you know, like Cabbage Town, we have, have co-op housing at Regent Park. You've got some of the richest and the poorest people living in a one-square-mile area. There's nothing like that over there. And I don't go to the U.S. quite often, uh, but it strikes you if you're not a regular visitor. Maybe those who go there every few months uh, get used to it, but I can't. And the animosity and the attitude you have uh, in race relations, I can see through that. I can uh, feel it when people are interacting. And denying that in this time, at this time of the year, especially what the United States has gone through, made my heart ache because if the United States of America is not a people, is not one uh, society that has differing views. It didn't seem so. The sort of people I met in the three, four days I was there, there are different people whose paths will never cross. The private school elites and the rundown down $18,000 to $25,000 a year uh, single-family homes whose kids might never go to university. And by the way, there's a clear line of color that divides these two classes. Economist has a great graph that has come out of how much the top 1% of the United States of America owns. It is unbelievable from the 1980s when this gap between the lowest 20% and the top 1% was narrowing. We've now come to a stage 30, 40 years later where There seems to be no way these two would get together. I don't mean to depress you uh, on this occasion. New Year's up, this would probably be the last show of the year for me. But we are, in this season, also going through the messing of that aircraft. And I've just been following a website that suggests that the reason Malaysian airlines and in Asian airlines have disappeared or been shut down is because, you won't believe this, the he- he- heathens, is that the word, heathen? Yeah, they are, they are <laughs> infidels from Southern America, Bible Belt areas, a position that people are dying over there, disappearing in the air as a warning from our Lord. That mm, correct your ways, or we will just make you disappear. Mm. But it's a tragedy that is unfolding. I don't think they found the plane yet. Over a hundred people will die uh, in a very, very uh, scary way. I, I can't even imagine how people would live. And you know, but the last moments in a plane crash in the seas, uh, you know, off the Indonesian mainland towards Singapore in a storm. I do hope that somehow they might have survived and for them 2015 would be there, but I doubt it very much. We still don't know what happened to the Malaysian airlines, you know, but it does says that our technologies are not so secure after all. And talking about technologies, what do we have to say about how a tin-pot dictatorship like North Korea would take the wind out of the United States of America? Imagine if this was not a cyber attack, and it was, say, a missile attack. Would the United States of America say to private corporations Oh, you should have had your own anti-missile defense systems. I'm surprised that no one thought that the attack on the United States by North Korea, the defense of America, was or should be in the hands of the Pentagon, not Sony Corporation. I mean, can you imagine if the if the Japanese Air Force bombed Pearl Harbor or a tourist spot over there, or General Steele, or General Motors? And the American president would say, well, you should have talked to me before that. I could have told you, invest in your anti-aircraft systems. A country like America gets attacked, and the president of that country says, oh, they should have talked to me first. What does it say between the privatization of this national security apparatus to the airports of America? where there are no drivers to run around disabled people from one uh, terminal to the other. Is America still what it used to be? Can it still get its game back in order? Or will it just be a country of parades and, uh, what is it, professional sports, you know, people... Uh, simply, the only thing that attracts attention is reality TV or the wives of New Jersey or I don't know the sultans of San Francisco. There isn't one aspect of the of the of United States of America that keeps the country together. That worries me. It worries me because right now, for example, in Toronto, while most of you at home, most of you are enjoying a holiday, walking around with your family. Did you know that at the Toronto Convention Center, there's at least ten to 20,000 people in a political rally that is being addressed by some of the most radical Islamists in North America, people who have flown here uh, from Egypt, from other places, and are talking about Sharia in Canada in a very coy manner. You know how it is when you don't say what you have to say Yet you managed to say that. And what happened today is something unprecedented. Right outside the convention center were a group of fellow Muslims who were chanting, Islamism is racism. I got a tape of that. But when we come back, I'll talk to someone who, who was responsible for the counter demonstration. It was Muslims against Islamists. I've never seen that. Well, I was there. I'm a witness to it. But it gives me some hope that while Canadians were enjoying the Christmas holidays. A bunch of ten to twenty thousand people talking about bringing Western civilization to an end in a very camouflaged manner. This is What the Fatah with Tarek Fatah on In Depth Radio News Talk Ten Ten. Welcome back before the break. I was talking about an event being staged in downtown Toronto. Uh, If you happen to pass by the Metro Convention Centre, you will see a completely different demographic. Uh, 10,000 people in uh, in bizarre beards and hijabs surely gives Toronto a very different look. Uh, But this happens every year while the rest of the city relaxes and sits back as if nothing has happened. In come the Islamists and sneak in what is called the Revival of Islamic Spirit Conference with ten to 20,000 people. You remember last year, uh, Mr. Pretty, uh, Justin Trudeau, uh, addressed a segregated gathering with men on one side, women on the other, lest there be a 504 incident somewhere. You know what I mean? The TTC 504 incident? We can't let that happen the Metro Convention Center. So what we do, children in the middle, old people guarding them, men on the right, Uh, women on the left. Can I say women? I can say women on the left. And then you've got the meat market stores which do uh, shy get-togethers between eligible young men and women. It's a damn meat market. Okay, if you want men and women to meet, let them go to a club. Don't bring them to a political conference, coy and shy, putting your tiny little finger at the end of your lips and just looking from the corner of your eyes to a brother who's got a clean, glistening beard without a mustache. Anyway, so facing these 10,000 people were about a dozen other folks at the entrance chanting, Islamism is racism. Oh my God, that is infidel talk. Blasphemy be upon you. And one of the guests, One of the folks who braved this winter wearing a red beret, my goodness, and a cigar in his hand, that's infidel, way more infidel than that. And he didn't even have a mustache and a a, a beard, but he's with me right now on the phone. Newstalk Tintin, welcome, Sohail Raza, to Newstalk Tintin. Are you
1: there, sir? Salaam alaikum, Brother Tariq. What? I'm very much here. Achai, I'm not your brother, by the way. <laughs> well, that's the standard greeting. That oh, I that's a standard the standard greeting.
0: Okay, thing. it's like comrade. <laughs> you sound like a new Democrat. That's what they say. Brother, how are you doing? Are we going to get five seats or seven and a half? Oh, brother, not to worry. But, oh, brother, tell me, what brought you from your suburban comforts to downtown Front Street?
1: Well, you know, Tariq, first I thought uh, uh, that this was uh, political Islam's beauty pageant because uh, each speaker is more beautiful to look at in uh, looks and thoughts. Are they female? The other one. It's a, it's a very beautiful array of speakers. No, but are they female speakers? No, no, men.
0: How do you find male and speakers beautiful? What, what's gone wrong
1: with you? And wink, wink, they all want world peace. They want world peace. (laughs) So that is the theory of uh, why I I went there, to look at these beautiful people who want world peace. But I soon discovered that this was the Waco, Texas of Toronto. This is a cult that is poisoning the minds of our youth by injections of political Islam, whether it's the message... Of the Wahhabis, Muslim Brotherhood, or the Khomeiniite, it's all there. It's politics. Hate the gays. Hate the West. Hate the women, and that's all it is.
0: So you missed me. And
1: it is. <laughs> <laughs> hate that guy on Newstalk 1010. Wallahi, I kill him. Okay. So and the surprising thing is that it's funded by our tax dollars. This is a conference. In truth, if RCMP were to arrest all the speakers today, Canada, and especially Toronto, would be a much more peaceful place. But the RCMP endorses this, isn't it? Well, that is the unfortunate uh, uh, song and dance that they played and, and taken our politicians for the biggest ride of their lives. They were all there. The Liberals were there. I saw pictures of Liberal candidates
0: all lined up Uh, and uh, talking in guttural accents, uh, including some we both know. Uh, Yes. So what do we do about it? I don't think anyone listening would believe you or me uh, because we're just too good-looking to be considered authentic Muslims.
1: Well, what we have to do is we have to somehow make the general population aware that this is a hate fest. It is not... Reviving the Islamic spirit—it's burying the Islamic spirit, which will never be found again if they are continued to do what they are doing. Do you think a mayor was there? The tr- uh, I didn't read or see him.
0: Okay, that saves him, uh, because <laughs> previously, when David Miller used to be there, uh, the Fords, of course, were never really welcome anywhere uh, where there were, you know, segregated men on one side and women on the other. And uh, so another thing that I wanted to ask you is, you did notice that while they were segregated inside, then they would
1: go out and have uh, coffee all around the cafeteria. And and smoke and uh, try and sneak in a non-halal hot dog. That poor vendor was there all morning and he could sell maybe three. (laughs) Oh, the the suffering (laughs) fools of Toronto. (laughs) This guy said uh, he's
0: going to sell sausages at an Islamic conference. uh, Oh, my
1: God. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know what he was thinking. But this is a huge vote bank, mostly coming from Mississauga, Scarborough, Markham. And the politicians are only too greedy to tap into this. This is ready-made uh, votes to be had.
0: Okay, so the chants outside were that Islamism is racism. Yes. Explain that. And there was another one that said uh, Muslim Brotherhood uh, go to hell or something like that. Yes. Do you think anyone on the streets
1: would even understand what you were saying? Well, we tried to explain. And yes, those who understand the concept of uh, political Islam or Islamism know what a poisonous ideology that it is, replacing the religion in totality. So uh, those who are aware, yes, and, and those passing by were nodding in agreement. So they must, uh, they must be aware. And, well, th- of course, the, the, there was one gentleman who had come from the conference and was totally shocked and came and said that he, he actually didn't address the men, he addressed the little child. That what are you doing? This is racism. So uh, they, they can't take on even a woman or a man face to face. They try and address the women, uh, the children.
0: Now, Well, uh, if, you, if you don't mind, we can hold on the line and take some calls that people want to know. But we've got to take a break at this time and we will come back. So hang on there, Mr. Sohil Raza, uh, founder of Muslims for Tomorrow. Take care. Fatah with Tarek Fatah on News Talk 1010. Welcome back. Uh, we're talking uh, with Sohail Raza, uh, founder of an organization of secular and liberal Muslims called Muslims for Tomorrow. But before I get to Sohail, I just want to read out a couple of text messages. And by the way, you can call in at 416-872-1010 to talk to my guest or me, if you've Feel like uh, that this gentleman says, Greetings and compliments of the season, Tariq. Oh, why don't you say Merry Christmas? Anyway, he says, I am the thorn in your side every week, albeit in a good way. Oh, thank you. 11 hours is a long wait. Welcome to your new, newfound knowledge of America. I have always tried to inform you about some issues of race and inequality in the West. The US is not. What is shown in the movies? Oh, certainly not in the interview. The only, they only need Pakistan and other countries because it serves their own selfish interests. I hope there are no grammatical errors in my text this week. Oh, no. <laughs> now I remember what you're talking about. But thank you for your text, sir. Uh, another gentleman says, considering how paranoid and anal the U.S. customs and immigration is, I'm surprised they allowed you in. I, too, I, too, was surprised. But why would someone with my name, Fatah, I mean, that's the name of a terrorist organization. Oh, welcome to America, Mr. Fatah. (laughs) Uh, But uh, I I enjoyed the trip. Uh, There's some redeeming factors of the Americans and what they have contributed, what they have invented, how they have given liberty, joy, and free speech, a standard that no other civilization has ever created or defended. So, with all their faults, America is still the number one country. And back again to Sohail Raza. Uh, Sohail, you were there this morning, uh, protesting at a very large gathering, and those folks might say, well, who are you to protest. You barely got about a dozen people out there. Are you there, Sohail? Yes, yes. Yeah. So
1: what, what do you have to say to that criticism? Well, you, you guys have no one behind you. It doesn't matter. Numbers don't matter. What matters is the message. What we have want to say is, what are you doing? What are you doing inside the convention center? Or in that Canada. Is racism. That is dehumanizing women. This is not a religious uh, place of worship. Why should uh, women be told to cover up? Why should they be segregated? This is a blatant insult to Canada. The people, the speakers, are the very cause of the problem and the terror that is caused in the Western world. We blame ISIS all the time for slaughtering people. The ideology is the same. These people are thinking about it, and ISIS is carrying on, is carrying it on. Why are we in a fight with ISIS? We have a fight right at home as well. We are in a a war uh, footing. We just had two soldiers killed, one in Quebec, one in Ottawa. Where is the investigation? Who are the people who converted these two to Islam? I would like to know as a Muslim what is happening in the name of my faith. Where is the investigation leading to? Are these people who are holding these conferences not responsible for this?
0: But they would say, no, they are not responsible for that. Why should they be blamed for the actions of uh, Two terrorists who converted to Islam, but you have a uh, you raised a good point. Have you tried why, to find out
1: who converted them to Islam? Why is their message the same that is coming from troubled mosques, which are converting uh, our young youngster, Canadian youngsters? Why is the message so similar? Why are the beards so similar? Why is the appearance so similar? Why are these uh, speakers not speaking the truth. Why are they not speaking about the the true message? Why are they only interested in the political aspect of so our faith? Are you
0: are you optimistic in any way that you will have some uh, you know resonance, uh, as they say, or uh, is it? I think. No politician is willing to listen to a Muslim who doesn't look like a Muslim.
1: Yes, of course. Uh, No politician is willing to blame the mosque. No politician is willing to blame Islamic organizations. They are being caught left, right, and center trying to hoodwink the uh, revenue department. But no politician has the courage to take them on because these are vote banks. So my, my optimism, my faith... And my, uh, the pressure that we have to build is with the Canadian people right before the elections. Ask the politicians these questions. Well, I, I, I'd like to thank you
0: for being with us today on a Sunday afternoon. It takes some courage and uh, resolve to come early in the morning to a downtown protest whereas everyone else is, uh, you know, sitting back and relaxing. So thank you very much. Uh, sohail, uh, we shall talk to you again. Thank you, Tariq. Thank you. Okay, that was sohail Raza, uh, founder of an organization of secular liberal Muslims called Muslims for Tomorrow or Looking Forward to Tomorrow, if there is a tomorrow. But, um, who knows? Maybe some of you might listen to him and talk to your member of parliament, others might say, Oh, where can I? turn the table and find out who is showing the interview. Because talking about North Koreans in a silly fashion is so much more entertaining than listening about those who plot to basically destroy Western civilization. That's, I am so glad that today's generation was not in charge of Canada during the Second World War. Honest to God. The men and women who went to fight, despite the fact they were underage, were truly patriots. Today, there are people plotting against the West, and the taxpayer funds them at the Metro Convention Center. What a silly game we are playing. Uh, I get a text message, Tariq, I have never seen or see in the flesh Women protesting loudly in the streets of Toronto. The women are obviously okay with being segregated in the conference. Sigh. Another text says, I work for immigration and no one would dare express their racism. They want to be able to plot once they are in. Oh, what a, what a strange world one lives in. But I, I like to talk about the interview the movie that everyone wants to see. And where uh, President Obama, the president of a country has to get involved. The cyber attacks are taking place. And then I sat down and watched this on YouTube. And I had to look around. Am I watching Little Mosque on the Prairie? Like I need to laugh at a joke because I'm supposed to? There was nothing funny about it. I mean, I'll tell you, sir. After watching the movie, I thought that that cartoon strip about this Kimberly's father, Kimberly Senior, was far more funny. Do we have we have that clip? Let's play that. I'm so lonely, so
1: lonely, so lonely, lonely
0: and sad, real lonely. Oh, no one, just me, (laughs) only. Sitting on my rattle, I work very hard, and make up great plans. But nobody listens, uh. no one uh. understands. Uh. Seems right, uh. no one takes me seriously. <laughs> and so, I'm wrong. Oh my god, no, 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 no. that's funny. A bit of wrong, oh. Okay, okay, enough. Now I've got two supplies. Oh my god. There's nobody. nobody. I can <laughs> relate to you. <laughs> feel like a bird in a cage. Oh, but no. it's kind of scary, Shit. But not really. Because it's fearing my body listen, with rain. Listen, man, I got my dry and cleaning the smartest, to pick up. <laughs> <physical> <laughs> to throw some acid, acid on my trough. nobody else seems to realize it. I changed the world, maybe they'll Okay, calm down. Oh, my God. And you had to watch the interview. It's bizarre. I mean, absolutely tasteless humor, male erections in a TV. Is that what we're going to, talking about, anal cavities? I mean, what sort of a humor was there? And I wasted $6 on YouTube, watched it on a computer with four other people. <laughs> and everyone looked around and you could see the forced laughter. Everyone sitting around that computer were judging others. Does he get it? Am I smart enough? Will they say I didn't go to Howard? Oh, I'm just a dropout. I need to laugh to show that I'm an intellectual. Mm-hmm. Sony. And by the way, what is about Koreans and their jackets? Why can't it cover their uh, backsides? Why does it end midriff? We'll think about it after the break. <laughs> What the Fatah with Tarek Fatar on News Talk 1010. Hello, all of you, won't you tell me your name? Hello, I love you, won't you tell me your name? Tell yeah, yeah, keep reminding me of the 60s, man. Yeah, rub it in. That was real music. Except Jay Z, I like him. You giving us license to play Jay-Z on the show now? Yeah, yes, yes. I think the guy is far, far more serious a person than he's given credit to. What did he say? I am a businessman. I am a businessman. He hangs out with the likes of Warren Buffett, so he well, I wouldn't doubt that. And Tom yeah, yeah, lots no, he, of doesn't, he doesn't get it people. from Buffett. Buffett gets it from him. Yeah, Of course, of course. Now, this is a Jay-Z friendly zone, okay? Yeah. Okay, what was I talking about? Yeah. You threw me off track, man. You know, at 65, you need to then reboot your brains to figure out what I was going to talk about. Okay, let me read a text message. Maybe I'll reboot by then. Okay, I do believe in freedom. But to give tacit support for a silly movie about assassination of another country's leader is silly and very much... In the American psyche, the silly leader in North Korea is so silly. We could call him silly. No, that's one. We should be not give a hard-earned money to Hollywood for nonsense. But then again, it's America. We cannot expect better. What? I mean, Charlie Chaplin made a mockery out of Hitler, and Hitler got, you know, really upset about it. You remember that movie? Oh, all of you. Including me, was not, we were not born then. But there's a rich tradition of mocking people who think they are God on earth. But anyway, the movie goes bad. I'm not saying Kimul Singh or somebody. Where do they get this Kim from? Why can't you just say Kimberly? Kimberly the first, Kimberly the II, second, Kimberly the third. Everyone's in the Kimberley dynasty of the Democratic People's Republic of. Korea, how can a country be called DPRK? That's like ASAP, you know, or LOL, or R-F-O-L-A. What's that rolling on the floor? I mean, something, yeah. Anyway, no. I am really upset. I lost my ch- train Anyway, okay, okay, Here, yeah. I'll read another message. Tariq, America was built on annihilation of the native population. There we go. The Communist Party has spoken. Okay. The Indians, oh, on the backs of slavery, are ah, some of the most prominent founding fathers, own people they enslaved. Oh my God, Thomas Paine. You didn't tell me that. Think of Thomas Jefferson, James Madison, Benjamin Rush, to name a few. A country that does the things America has done and continue to do is not civilized, in my opinion. Open your eyes and look and learn what non-white American have produced and invented. What? <laughs> My goodness. What's the name of the American Communist Party Secretary General? The, the woman is still has an Afro. Angela Davis. That's the proclamation by the Central Committee of the CPSU of the United States of America. That sort of left-wing language is the reason leftists are relying on Islamists to win a trustees election. It didn't have a name there, but it's a telephone. You remember the... Okay, now, another text. You remember that black basketball player that visited Korea? He wasn't black. He was a joker. He had... Has he claimed a fatwa on U.S.? He, he, he. Okay. That guy, what was the name of the, uh, the tall fellow who went to play basketball in North Korea? Someone help me out, man. Rod Rod
1: Dennis Rodman
0: Dennis Rod Dennis Rodman for heaven's sake that's not even a person that's just a caricature it's like saying Bugs Bunny went there have you ever seen that guy's face he's talking about that this despicable character is like a lead somewhere left over to destroy another people this Kimberly the third there was Kim Ul Sung then, K- and someone. If there is a North Korean out there in Toronto seeking refugee status, I will help you. If you can tell me why North Korean jackets end at the midriff, that's that's the top part of you. What is it? Why can't you wear normal jackets? Even the Saudis wear normal jackets over their long frocks. I mean, a jacket is a jacket. Oh God. This is too much. So, my last segment, I'm going to talk about a book. Yes, something serious. The Norton Anthology of World Religions has come out, by the way. And I'm serious. I'm not kidding. I'm not being sarcastic. I really think anyone with any interest in how the world is getting messed up by Kimberleys and Obamas and Saddams and ISIS. Cats are going to protest next time somebody names a movement like that uh, ISIS. So this two-volume set has come out. In the first volume, it talks about Hinduism, Buddhism, and Taoism. And I recommend strongly. It's said that it's $100. I was able to order it for 72 it's something that one could give their children especially in the early teens as a present because they will have to rely on this for anyone growing up in this country who's in now maybe 10 years in the early teens the future is going to be determined the entire century is going to be determined by nut bars who think that horses can fly, there are others who think snakes speak, and yet more who think Bushes can talk. Uh, and by Bush, I mean burning Bushes, not George Bush, you know. Well, George Bush could talk. Uh, oh, let's not go there. Uh, so, religion is going to define a whole lot of conflicts because reasonable men and women on the left side of politics, which is liberals, people who are Social Democrats or Marxists, they have stopped thinking and they have relied on being anti-American and latched on the future to their favorite religion of all times, the one that comes uh, uh, packaged and stamped by Ayatollah Khomeini from 1979. That's the best edition they have. Another version comes from the Uh, Saudi men in frocks. And the third comes from Pakistanis wearing, um, uh, you know, the ones you saw on that monkey bar that uh, CNN always runs because they have no other clip of Al-Qaeda, men on monkey bars. So these are the three people that have inspired the left in in Canada. You can look up anywhere uh, and they will talk the anti-Americanism through religion, which is such a sad story. So this Norton Anthology of World Religions. Volume one is Hinduism, Buddhism, as I said. But volume two is interesting. And it is about Judaism, Christianity, and Islam. The triad of religions that just cannot accept the fact that a hundred square miles was all it took for God to concentrate on. What was it? God was wearing a 60% magnification glass and he could only see Jerusalem and Mecca down there? Why didn't any of these guys come in Brasilia or maybe Mississauga? We didn't have our share of anything. How about Iceland? Why didn't someone drop off near Sweden and say, I got a religion for you? No, all of this is going to come in 100 square miles and thou shall fight till the end of time. And what is it about religious people that they wear long frocks? You know, even the Pope and the Saudi mullahs, I can't make out the difference. And what is this about a cap on your head? What is it? Radiating something up? Is it a secret device that connects you to the divine? Okay, I've got my radiator on now, and now I can hear it. So the Jews are pretty smart. They have the smallest one. And the Sikhs, they say, I will not compromise on this. I'm going to put so much cloth. Holy smoke. And all of them wear bizarre attire. Why should someone dressed as Frank Sinatra or, you know, what is it? Some smart lady somewhere, you know, why can't they be the symbols of religiosity? This is unbelievable. Unbelievable. And we keep on and on about religion and religion. Having said that, please do, I strongly recommend the Norton Anthology of World Religions. It comes in a two-volume pack. I know, I know my previous show was promoting the Conservative Party of Ontario for membership. I don't have any party to promote. I'm suggesting to folks, if they have money left to, after Christmas, buy this. It's available, I think, for $70. It's money well worth spent. Share it. Give it as a gift to uh, young students, who are entering university, they need to know what is Taoism. They need to know why Japanese behave in a a certain way and why countries like Canada are unique, like Australia or the United States or South Africa and India. These are the only countries that matter. Why? Because in these countries alone, citizenship is based not on inherited race or religion, but on human-created laws. That's why our culture and our political systems are superior. You don't like to hear that? Go to Kimberley in North Korea and live happily ever after. If you're still not satisfied, I got a one-way ticket to Somalia. Go there, with will do the al Shabab dance. And if that doesn't make you feel good, you can always go to ISIS with a cat under each arm and say, Meow, I love you. I just converted. Someone in a mosque in British Columbia said... You're white, you're angry, you didn't get into Yale. Therefore, thou shalt kill, and I just understood that. So I'm going to go and kill a few of the infidels. Oh, my God. So do pick up these books. I shall not be here next week. I understand professional. Sports is coming here to take our place on a Sunday, okay? And nobody's standing in the way when testosterone pumped gladiators descend on the city and everybody says, oh my God, I have such a deep inferiority complex about being Canadian. The Americans are coming to tell me I am just like you. Until two weeks from now, take care, Mike and Tony Tedesco and everybody else. I shall be back. Khuda Hafiz.